I am Lucas Mack, and I'm on a mission to see the hurting get healed and the healed go out and heal others in order for all of us to experience the true love and light we desire. This podcast is me sharing my journey with you so you don't feel alone in your journey. Welcome to the Golden Rule Revolution. Hello, brothers and sisters. Welcome back to another episode of the Golden Rule Revolution. I am Lucas Mack. We have, I'm, we're in for a treat today. I find this episode to be so beautiful and heartwarming. Um, Dr. Amanda Casabella, she is a neuroscientist, um, researcher. She's brilliant and such a beautiful soul, such a beautiful person and a, a light. Um, she reached out to me a couple of weeks ago and you'll hear in the podcast, it was just the perfect timing. <laughs> it was a perfect timing and it was a beautiful uh, timed message. And then we connected and I recorded with her this morning on my podcast, which you're about to hear, and then uh, had the opportunity to be on her podcast. Um, this is just a beautiful episode. She's a beautiful soul and we talk about a lot. So buckle up and enjoy. So my dear sister, Dr. Amanda, Thank you so much for coming on. First of all, I, I like I said in the intro, everyone, I was I was kind of down uh, a couple of weeks ago. It's been a weird and hard time. Um, we had to put our dog down, and then you reached out to me with the nicest message, and I start crying in the garage. <laughs> I was working out outside, and I came into the house, and I played your message to my wife, and I'm like, "Listen to this, like to talk about divine timing, divine." timing. So I'm so thankful to have you on and hello. Wow. Thank you for sharing this with me. I'm so sorry what happened to your dog. I honestly, I just recently got a puppy Hmm. and I am experiencing a type of love that I couldn't imagine exist for a, you can have for a being. So I, I feel you. Thank you. And then your message was like, (laughs) what did I say? I mean, you, I don't know how you found me, but you're like, it is, I mean, it's so I got to, this is divine timing always God finds 100% like, um, uh, this is, Uh, sorry that I'm just randomly sending this audio. I am listening to the episode where you really talk about the choice and I just love it because you have been able to put in words what I have been feeling years and I've been trying to convey into some of my podcasts or some of my um, videos uh, to people and it's just amazing Um, yeah it's it's really just like people just say like a vaccine or a thing, but it's really way more what is a joy, a, a stage. And I feel uh, it's really time for making a choice because that has so much connotations into what type of world we choose and we live on. And some of us have it clear. And Anyway, uh, and there's more message, but it was just, it was just kind. And in a time where... <sighs> It was just beautifully timed. It was divinely timed. So thank you. Thank you. 
Mm. You know, um, yeah, in this message, we talk about the choice. Yes. What is that, right? And why, some, why we keep saying we need to make a choice? And what is the choice? Mm. Yes. Uh, well, the choice, it's so interesting. I, I did this podcast yesterday talking about the law of free will is exemplified and utilized the most in the third dimension, in the duality, in the this or that, in the light and dark, in the fear or love. And in the Bible, Joshua, after they leave Exodus, um, they leave Egypt and go through the five books of the Bible and the book of Joshua, the sixth book of the Bible. Interestingly enough, the number six is the number of man. The sixth book of the Bible is named after a man, the first book named after a man. There's six letters in the book of Joshua. I mean, there's six letters in the name of Joshua. The sixth uh, book in the New Testament is called Romans. Romans. Also six letters in Romans in the first <laughs> book in the New Testament with the word man in it. It's really incredible. This con- this, there's so much quantum reality going on at all times. We have no... Oh, it's just incredible. So Joshua says, choose you this day. Choose you this day whom you will serve as for me and my house will serve the Lord, will serve love. And I look at love supreme is what Lord means. It's the sovereign covering over all existence. And the choice isn't vaccinated or not vaccinated. The choice isn't mask or unmask or Democrat or Republican or this or that. The choice is love or fear. Or fear. I agree with you so, so much. And because, you know, like inside of the vaccinated, not vaccinated, mass, not mass, there, are, there is not an absolute truth. Right. Like for some people, being vaccinated is a good thing and is working great for them. I got vaccinated, it worked good for me. Yeah. And, but for some people, they know that it doesn't. And there is clearly that there has been adverse effects. That's fact. Yeah. So, and, but when we get bigger, is like, okay, do I compromise with love and mm. with truth, no matter what? And the second choice that I have made is I am compromised with love, truth, no matter what, even if that implies recognizing that, I, that I'm wrong. Because mm. my identity as a human is not on the fact that I'm a doctor or that I work in science, and that I'm supposed to think this and this, otherwise I couldn't be this part of this and whatever, or not even the, and now is, this is the second type of process that I am going right now. And it's so good that you are, we are having this conversation today because, um, so I am maybe in the process of thinking that maybe what I have been thinking the past six years is wrong. Hmm. Like I was wrong the past six years. And I'm like, and the whole thing about this is because I, I want to start going more public and maybe launching a business and teaching about science and spirituality. But then I am like, what am I going to teach? Because is this real truth? And every time, and I think this is God or Jesus, because every time I think like I want to do this, something stops me. And I'm like, wait, is this really truth? Mm. And I still feel like, you know, like this deception because 
when I moved here, what I noticed is that Christians, when I met Christians, like not Christians that say themselves that are Christians or Catholics that say they're Catholic and do the things. No, Christians that read the Bible, follow the Bible. Those are the people that I always felt so much unconditional love and grounding and such a consistent, solid energy. But then, like I start, I I never I have never read the Bible. Like I, I'm I may buy into that. I'm still not there. Uh-huh. Um. But then all these people in the spiritual community, I feel a lot of fakeness, so much hypocrisy. It's kind of like, right? So you get that vibe. And, and so that's one part. Then just like all the tools of the new age, and like, this is real. And you have a sentence in your, in your Instagram that says, a truth that is Something that is 99% true. Yes. Wow. It gives me 100% alive. Yes. <laughs> That's so good. You know, that it gives me chills. Yes. That's it. So the new age, I feel there is like 99% of truth, mm-hmm. but it's still alive. Yes. And if I am going to go there and teach people these things, mm. uh, I just don't. So if that requires for me saying, hey, I have been wrong. Mm. For the past six years, that's totally fine. So because I choose love and truth and light no matter what. And I don't want to teach tools to people that somehow, even they work, they are somehow serving to the wrong energies. Mm. So work by the wrong means. So the end never justify the means. So I'm I'm still learning how deceptive like yoga or manifestation that can be like, who are, what are you really working through? So yeah. So I'm just like in this process right now. Amazing. First of all, sis, the humility to acknowledge that is everything. It's everything. And can any one of us know, the absolute truth of truth. No, but you're, you, what you said is the, the means, the journey. Am I in truth? Am I seeking truth? Am I, do I desire truth? And I have chills right now. Just the fact that you asked, is this true? How many humans have forgot what truth is? We don't, in the, the nomenclature and the vernacular of our society, how often do we hear people asking what truth is. Is that true? Is we just have been so conditioned and beat down to accept and accept and accept and accept from one fallen head to another fallen head, from one fallen head to another fallen head. And the truth is the only thing that makes us free. Exactly. And truth is so uncomfortable because People bind themselves, we bind, them, we bind ourselves to those truths that we somehow will make part of our, our identity. And it makes us very uncomfortable mm. to really question that. Right, right. Um, but I don't know, like, I think that we as a humans, we 
somehow when we get to connect, like we know what is not right and what's not. But then we we overlook at it. But we know that love and light, we thrive to that. Like, but then if we have like agendas or secondary agendas, stuff like that, that somehow makes that not convenient, we rather look to the other side. And this could be in my case, like let's say that I want to start doing all these teachings and stuff like that, but maybe recognizing that I have been wrong and it's like, for me it has been easy because my primary compromise is like, I don't mind to be right, wrong, but if I didn't have that value, mm. it would be very difficult for me to do all the work that like mindset that it requires to prove myself wrong. I don't know, to realize that maybe I was not. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Um, wow, that's such a beautiful, it's interesting. We were talking about before we recorded uh, the new age world and, and um, Christianity. And I did a podcast uh, last year um, in 2020, early in 2020, said why I left Christianity to find the love of God. And I grew up in such, uh, I have a really crazy story, but I grew up in this dogmatic Roman Catholicism or hardcore Pentecostalism, these two worlds. And there was no room, even though it professed love, all it was, was judgment and fear. And, and I craved love. Like I could cry right now. Like I craved love. I craved love and I sought it from people. I sought it from everyone else until finally (laughs) I came to this place that I really understood God is love, not the love of God, which is important to understand, but that God is love. And from him comes every good and perfect gift, everything that is good. And it says in the book of Romans, it says that um, Paul writes that God grafted the Gentiles into the vine to provoke the Jews, the jealousy. And what I've been sharing with Christian leaders the past couple of years is that if, and it says in Malachi three, six, I am the Lord. I change not. So God never changes. He is consistent, always consistent. So if he grafted the Gentiles into the vine to re to provoke the jealousy, meaning to wake them back up, like, you have lost your first love. You have forgotten that God is love. God is not about the do's and don'ts, the rights and wrongs, the law. God is about the heart of the matter, not the outward appearance of the matter. And I shared with Christian leaders that if God grafted the Gentiles in the vine, do you not believe, or do you not understand that he's also going to graft the new age world into the vine? However, what you said was so good. There's false light in the new age world. And I said, there's also false light in the Christian world. And you said, well, one's missing consciousness and one's missing truth. (laughs) Like it's such a interesting concept. Yeah. What I noticed, okay, this is like, I, I have a very dear friend. She's very Christian Mm -hmm. and she sent me a video about Scott thing that this guy, Scott, this devil thing that happened. And then I sent her back actually a video that has some symbolism 
like a Bible here and some Jesus, but with some metaphysics symbolism. And but this lady was actually a Christian talking about the new age Jesus versus the new age. And this lady, instead of watching the video, she says, like, you I did not send you this or that you sent me. This is I won't listen to this, and you are gonna go to hell oh if you don't accept Jesus. And I was like, well, clearly you didn't, you just reacted yeah. out of your mindset. You were very unconscious. Yeah. And had you had, you clearly didn't even open this video because this video is actually talking that this difference in this lady is Christian. So it's actually a video that I was sending you to tell you that I agree with you. <laughs> right? Sure. I was sending another video to kind of like give her uh, acknowledgement. Yeah. Yeah. But she just reacted and she was so unconscious. Mm. And I do, and if there is something that all these six years in the, let's say, I guess like new age, or, uh, <laughs> has gave me a lot of consciousness and yeah. a lot of awareness. Yes. And be really aware. And there's something that spirituality teaches. Yes. Because you start meditating, you start meditating, you, you develop your frontal context, uh, cortex, and this really gives like the perception to be more aware of the selves, mm -hmm. of your own belief system, of your fear, of your pro programs, programming of your wounds. So we develop this level of awareness through spirituality and new age in one way or another that Christians do not, pure Christians do not have. Right. But in some way, if you happen to, okay, if you happen to be so lucky and blessed by God, that you are born in a family, well-constructed, solid values, you grow healthy. Yes. But what happens? Most people do not. So they grew up broken. So what happens with the, with the new age? The new age gives tools for awareness, conscious healing, inner work, shadow work. Mm. And of course, helps people. So of course, a lot of people have found themselves saved or healed through yes. new age techniques. Yes. But doesn't give you groundness, doesn't give you like this complete sense of solitude, like mm. that I only see in very Christian people. Yeah. It's kind of like keep continuing perpetuation of you are broken, brokenness, and you need to keep finding inside of you and healing. And it's kind of like a trap. Yes. Yes. And something is always missing. And this is what I have been feeling myself. Like I was like, when I was, atheist not atheist i was agnostic mm -hmm. and i was like not into the new age things and stuff like that i would just feel like very whole and complete mm. and it was like when you start doing this yes there are advantages mm -hmm. i don't know yeah there are advantages but it's missing truth and deception yeah i think um you know it's an, i'm so glad we're talking I, I actually have not had on all the podcasts this type of conversation is really beautiful because this is what I think what we're talking about is usually what I'm thinking about all day long. I'm deciphering what is happening. What's the message? What is truth? Well, how does this work? These methodologies, I believe were the true, the new age spiritual methodologies of, of experiential healings or different, different programmatic healings belonged to the original Christians. Yeah. The mystics of Christianity 
the ones who did meditate for hours and, and the ones who did, and mysticism has been hijacked that word. I used to hate that word. Like there were mystics. Yeah. Right. right. That's that's one of the things that took me out of Christianity is because I believe there is some the mysticism part that Christianity does not teach and it has been suppressed for some reason. It's so bizarre, but some of the most profound, like A.W. Tozer uh, study, he's one of the most profound uh, Christian. uh, He was amazing. He he had written like more than a hundred books. Some of the best books ever. And he uh, was in Chicago um, in the late 1800s, early 1900s. And he studied the mystics. And when I started understanding what, what were these mystics and they understood the presence of the most high God, which is love to walk in his presence, to breathe in his presence, to be in his presence. And that practice of, well, what we create space for, then we create more space to receive God's love. When we don't let things out, when we keep things stuck and stuffed and tight and I'm right. And that constriction, there's no room for the love of God. There's no room for God's presence yet. That whole world has been shelved in Christianity because Rome Romanism does not want a conscious being. And the, so the new age world took these methodologies but then they don't understand that we are not the end of all things that we are here to under, like you said, the humility to be grounded in God, the most high, the origin of all that is belongs to him. And I shared with, and I'm sorry, I'm talking a lot, but A.W. Tozer said, or no Paris Reedhead, this other guy, but he said, uh, humanism, which we can say spirituality, we can say new age. Humanism states that the end of all being is the happiness of man. Biblical truth states the end of all being is the glory of God. So yes, does God want to make us whole? Absolutely. Does God want to make us free? Absolutely. Does God want us to have consciousness and awareness and the prefrontal cortex and our pineal gland open and clear? And are we allowing God to work through? Absolutely. So that we can say, as the tree declares God's glory, as the blade of grass declares God's glory, as the animal in the forest declares God's glory, so can we declare God's glory. And I think that is just. That's massive because that's glorious. This is like what you are just describing is the concept that like if I were like more from a new age spiritual perspective would be like because we are uh, this is that we are solid is just an illusion and I have been I have said this in my podcast and this is quantum physics so yes. I think that's the part like I still cannot buy Christianity like full like you know <laughs> like oh, because okay what is quantum physics here because quantum physics for me is fact mm-hmm. so let's say that we are uh we are made of molecules, we are made of particles, atoms, so atoms are 99% empty. So what is inside of that? So in this, from, a, from a point of view of new age or like metaphysics is, is consciousness. Mm-hmm. Is this, so what you are describing is, okay, you really allow the glory of God mm-hmm. impregnate everything because actually yesterday I was kind of like teasing a little bit with my friend Christian because she was like, 
No, because God is omnipresent. God is everywhere. And I was like, well, if God is everywhere, then God is inside of us. Mm -hmm. So Christian says that God has to be there and we are here mm -hmm. and somehow create the separation. But if we bring this mysticism part of Christianity, we start having like more like this omnipresence essence of God everywhere. And this is what it comes more with the quantum physics, new age kind of thing. Yes. And I don't know, that makes sense to me. So thank you for sharing that. I will read about this uh, to Sao. Um, about this act, author that you just mentioned. It's the philosopher. Oh, um, A.W. Tozer. And, sure. and pay it, I'll, send you, I'll send you all this stuff. Paris Reedhead. In fact, I'll send you some beautiful, oh, I'll send you this yeah, beautiful and sermon. And all these men are dead. I study, I read. A lot. <laughs> and what I read are no present living. I mean, I have some people that I read books that are alive now, but most of what I read are the classics of, of philosophy and religion. And we have, we are not evolving. That is one thing that I think is the great lie. When Darwinism came into the nomenclature and vernacular of humankind, we are not evolving. We are devolving physically, spiritually, unless we practice consciousness, which is never touched by the second law of thermodynamics, which states order always turns to disorder. That is entropy is a law that we're, we don't, we like the, the evolutionists say, yeah, entropy, but, and it is like, no, you can't have a law and say, but it's either a law or it's not a law. And it is a law order will always turn to disorder. However, this is the beauty of all existence, right? In the quantum, as things devolve, when we remember who we are, where we come from, who, what is inside of us, who is inside of us, we are part of the non-devolution of our existence. We are part of the eternal the majesty of the eternal. And this is, um, this is what I think has created so much ego and pride is saying that we're evolving. We're not evolving. We can't, you know, the King James Bible, this is, this is a perfect example. <laughs> the King James Bible, which came out in 1611 was written in a fifth grade reading level at the time. I will tell you, I've read it seven times cover to cover. I will tell you, there is not one Christian I've ever talked to that said, oh, that's an easy book. They're like, oh, that's too hard to read. That was written for 11th grade or 11 year olds 400 years ago. So that is a great data point to say, are we evolving? <laughs> are we devolving? <laughs> the, the power structures that be want us to keep devolving so that they and their consciousness, their dark consciousness, which doesn't devolve. I was talking to someone the other day, they said some of these Anunnaki people that are alive, they remember everything from their entire lives here on the planet. And they know we don't. So they know they can see us. We can't see them. All these different things, how we can essentially ascend above that, that plane is God. Anyway, I'm talking a lot. Sorry, I just said. No, no, so no. Cool. Because every time you bring something, things. I get like, because actually right now, 
that you mentioned uh, the Anunnaki thing, this is another part that prevents me to kind of like fully getting to be Christian, right? Yep. Because um, I, when they call, I get, I think, I believe, I'm, I don't believe, I, I'm starting to maybe perceive <laughs> that. Love what, it. Perhaps a little. <laughs> yeah, I get you. I get you. What the Christians call the evil mm. are these remnants, Anunnaki consciousness forces mm -hmm. are playing in the planet through the industry, mm -hmm. through the pharmaceutical system, through the cinema, through Hollywood, through all through this religion, through religion, religion, of yep. course, yep. control, Catholicism, mm -hmm. that and now they are emerging and mm -hmm. we are just seeing all this corruption. And of course, I get what so many people like me the first do not want to know anything about religions mm. because and and then you see like oh yeah the new age or all this sounds like more like you know inclusive yep, yep. from everyone because first if you don't know the bible and i don't know it but you just and you just see from outside you really think there's very this patriarchy against the women kind of thing that's what i used to believe yeah i always used to think um, but maybe I we can talk about it because I know that you are an expert on this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you, like, yeah, all this judgment, like, I had very hard to think because I thought it was a bad thing that we, like, we're Christians or decide that, oh, we are sinners, we are sinners. Right. And I was like, why religions put all this guilt in people? We are lost. Right. Like, I couldn't accept Christian. And the more I talk to Christians, it's more like, yeah, we are just imperfect. And it's true. Like, the reality is that it's true. Mm -hmm. That if I was like, a, just like a so perfect and so love, I wouldn't done, I haven't done bad things in my life. But I guess that I have been hard people sometimes, you know, like we hard people. Because yeah. if we are not healed, hard people, hard people. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, so that technically makes us a sinner. Yeah. And there's nothing bad about it. Right. Is the connotation and the other thing is like in a spiritual world, they want to be all light and love. So just the act of the like, oh, you are a sinner and accepting you are a sinner is so such a hit to the ego of yes, a spiritual people. Yes. That they don't want to, and including me, like I'm telling you, like including me for me, accepting that I'm a sinner is like a hit to my ego so much mm. still now. Okay, let can I share something with you on this? This is such First of all, thank you. Thank you for just, your heart is such a beautiful heart. You have such a beautiful heart and to share this. And um, the word sin has been weaponized. What it means, it's an archery term. They all, I mean, the English language where we get the word sin um, is in the Hebrew, there's transgression, there's iniquity. And then there's this concept of sin. So when Jesus says, you know, they asked him how to pray and he says, pray the Lord's prayer, our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, not forgive us our sins. So trespassing, what's a trespass? When someone says, here's the line, <laughs> no trespassing. And we're like, ah, whatever. Well, that's a trust. We knew the, we knew the line and we, we, 
went out of bounds. So the word sin is an archery term, like the old targets, you know, like dart. I don't know if you ever played darts, but you know, there's the whole, the center, and then there's the concentric uh, rings. The perfect shot is to walk in love, to walk in the love of God. When we deviate from God's love, that's called a sin in the archery term. It's not a, it's not that we're bad. It's not that we're evil. It's that, oh, hey, we, who cannot, everyone can say, yeah, I haven't walked in perfect unconditional love. That's what the Bible says when all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. It's not all are born. We're not born sinners. What, when this is a. That's something that also pushed me back. Like, you're telling me that I'm born sinner. This is key. This is a. This is such an important. Every Christian listening to this, it will rock them to their core. We are not one verse in that entire Bible that they have in their house or in their hands ever says we're born sinners. Thank you. Okay, now you have taken me closer to Christianity. Okay, so where that doctrine comes from, where that doctrine comes from, it says David wrote in Psalms, in iniquity did my mother conceive me. That's it. Now, iniquity is if here's how I describe iniquity to people. I give you a pure glass of water from a mountain spring high up in the Himalayas. There is no purer water than what I have just given you. It's and you're thirsty. And I give you this glass and I say, oh, hold on. And I just put a little food, just one drop of food coloring in it. And the food coloring goes and it goes into the glass. And you're looking at this thing like, why would you do that? That's what iniquity is. Iniquity is the impure, impurity added to the vessel. So what's fascinating is David wasn't with his brothers. He was not counted as his, with his brothers. And David's mom's never mentioned in the Bible because I believe that David's mom wasn't the wife of David's dad. So in iniquity, did my mother conceive me? There was something that happened between those two that it was impure when he came forth and God used what's beautiful is God used that person who came from this impure, what the world deemed as impure and brought so much glory. But that's where they get the, that's where they get the doctrine of we're born sinners. The Bible does not say that. Now the Bible does say for all have sinned, of course not, I've never walked in the unconditional love of God perfectly from first breath to last breath. All of us have walked out of the love of God and come short of the glory of God. So for all of sin and come short of the glory of God. Now, this is what's, this is why I think the new age world, or I don't even say new age world, because there's, that's too big of an umbrella, but spirituality, which I do like is accountability. And this is so important when Christianity abdicates responsibility and accountability. They're like, Oh, I'm just a sinner. Like God has to save me. And like, no, I knew the line at some point I knew the line and I chose to cross it, which is why Jesus says, forgive us of our trespasses. Because at one point, maybe we're five, maybe we were six, maybe we were 36, maybe we're 40. I knew the line and I decided to cross it. Now, God who is love 
says the moment you just say to me again, <laughs> oh, forgive me and my trust. It. God says whoosh, it's gone. It's gonzo. It's forever washed. And every person on this planet must find the humility to return back to the source of all life, of all love, of all light, of all beauty and goodness and truth and, and joy and say, oh, yeah, <laughs> I didn't. Humility also comes like when we don't attach meaning mm. like to the world. Yeah, like, my identity. That's you are like seeing all this negative connotation. Yes. Then you cannot be impartial about it, That's about right. things. That's right. Because then you take it personal. That's right. So I, which is like what I did, except for example, what I reject this word in one way or another. Mm. Wow. Um, so I'm sorry. I, I'm just like, <laughs> I, I, I have been thinking uh, that you are, I still like, have so many questions in where the other thing that, okay something that you just mentioned is accountability. Mm -hmm. And this is something that I believe is also good from the new age or spirituality kind of view. Right, and right. this is what I still don't know where, because we are responsible. It's taking full ownership and responsibility. Yes. And that's something that I guess that still Christians do not teach. And that's why it keep people disempowered. That's because right. we, so what, what is the line where we take full responsibility for our reality? And we put it to the hands of God because I've been, oh, this is so beautiful. So I was talking to a friend yesterday and she's like, no, because I put everything to God and I leave it to God. And I was really, I was like, well, you know, I read something that God, when we talk about all these wars in the world, people having hunger and the, and, and the pastor says, no, because God only takes care of things made by him. If he's man creation, then men need to take care of it. That's why we have all this in the planet. Mm. So when it comes to a personal level, every time I am, you know, like my ego mm -hmm. is when we ate the, 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 the apple and we decided to have free will, that's to say I have my ego. Yeah. So we start generating a lot of things and dynamics and things in our reality. Mm. that are a result of us. So that is man creation. Yeah. Therefore, we need to take full responsibility on that. And that's how we create a reality. So I guess that, you know, yeah. we do create a reality. So people in Christianity, they say, no, we do not create a reality. Everything is God. No, we do. And I guess that it is from our ego perspective. Yes. yes. Now that I'm trying to you know, I'm just like kind of like unifying. Yeah. It's not for an ego perspective, we do create a reality. So we need to take ownership, responsibility, and consciousness and awareness of what we are creating because this is man-made, it's not God. Right. It's not God's job to heal all the traumas right. that we have created from ourselves. Right. It's our responsibility. That's right. I don't know. That's what I'm just kind of like putting things together. I don't know what you think. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. I, I would also add that um, 
free will didn't start when they ate the apple or the fruit of the tree. They always had free will. They were, they were given free will from the very moment they were alive. Okay. That's how they were able to eat the fruit in the first place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that, they had free will. That's so good. Uh, and it wasn't the first sin. This is also important. The Bible, I'm, I'm a literalist when it comes to the Bible, but I'm so literal that it makes it quantum physics truth, not literal fundamental Christianity. So, so. And, and I would have to read it and explain it while we were going verse by verse. But um, the first sin was when Eve added into the word of God. So in Genesis chapter two, verse um, maybe 16, he says of every tree of the garden, uh, you may freely eat, uh, except for the uh, tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You shall not eat of it from the day you eat, you shall surely die. So he just says, don't eat it. That's all he says. But in Genesis chapter three, verse one, it says, now the serpent was more subtle. Subtleness is nuance. And when we're not conscious, we miss nuance. Which is what happens in the new age. All the time that we miss the nuance. So the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. So God had made the serpent subtle. This is a very important point that Christianity teaches that Satan is this counterforce. Well, true, but God made him the counterforce. He is not equal to God. He serves God in this purpose of duality for us to realize, come back to God and say, I chose this or that. If without the serpent, we would be robots. Without the serpent, there would be no conscious intentionality. Without the serpent, we would not know the fullness of the love of God to say, oh, I blew it. And God restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Like, so the serpent says, are you sure God said, don't eat of every tree, the knowledge of good and evil. Are you sure God said that? And the woman replied back to him. And she said, God said, we shall not eat of it. Neither shall we touch it lest we die. So she added, God didn't say, don't touch it. He just said, don't eat it. She said, he said, (laughs) don't eat it or touch it. As soon as we add unto God, what God says, God just says, love me and love each other. That's it. That's the 10 commandments. First four commandments are all about loving God. The, the, The final six commandments are all about loving each other. Love me, love each other. For this is the whole duty of man. But she added in what God said. God said this, and we got to do this. Wasn't that religion? You got to say this. You got to do this. You got to pray this. You got to, you have to do this right way. You have to blah, 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 adding into the word of God. And then, so that's the first time she sinned. That's the first sin is adding into what God said. And so they teach that it was when they ate of the fruit. That was not, that was just the byproduct of the fulfilling, but the serpent says, God does know that in the day you eat thereof, your eyes shall be opened and you shall be as gods knowing good and evil. And that word knowing is the same word, meaning intimate sexual relationship. So the Bible says like, and Adam knew his wife or he knew her and they bear a son. 
it means that. So the serpent saying, when you take of this fruit, you will be intimate with good and you will be intimate with evil. Then six books later in Joshua, Joshua says, now that you've understood the fullness of the intimacy of good and evil, choose you this day whom you will serve. As for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. So we sorry, I'm just going down no, this. This is so beautiful. Actually, uh, let me see if I can grasp this line of thinking. Because first I'm thinking, like when I was again like against or like not really accepting Christianity and stuff like that, I say like, yeah, because by the Bible telling people you should not eat the apple, which is the fruit of the knowledge, they are keeping people unaware, unconscious, mm. right? Because you don't know what is doing the world. Like right now, I believe that the only way humanity can awaken is like, yeah, 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 these beautiful things, but look, all these dark yeah. things yeah. are happening. Right. It's not that you're going to take them, but you need to recognize this is happening. This is evil and this happens in the world. You cannot know love and light and fully embrace love and light if you are not recognizing all the satanic child trafficking that's right bad things happening in the planet that's right if you keep denying you are delusional you are still in the delusion yes Please. yes so we need the holy spectrum yes yes right and then we choose yes but otherwise we cannot so I think that, and I follow some Christians that are very pissed off with Christians right now because of this. <laughs> yeah. Because they are like, guys, you cannot continue to see what you are cutting, like wake up. Yeah. They want to keep like all this correctness and stuff and keep in denial and like blind in denial. Mm -hmm. So um, that's one thing. And so, yeah, I don't know. So I don't know how that correlates with God, but we do need to know evil. Yes. We, we yes. do need it. Yes. And the whole thing, another thing is like from a Kabbalah perspective or which yep. according to Christians is also a demonic. I don't know. No. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, but it's not. It's, yeah, but keep going. Maybe a tool. I just don't yeah. know anything. Yeah. But we, God is experiencing itself yep. through us because yep. God is everything that it is. So, that implies that it's evil. I don't know. I just don't know. But if it's everything that it is and God, well, this is a conversation with God that also Christianity doesn't like. Right. But it's kind of like God is experiencing itself through us. That's technically, I don't know what, if well, that is. I think it, I think it's beautiful because remember I was saying the end of all being is the glory of God. So if God is experiencing his creation that he made through us and he allows the separation so that he can see the separation, but also gives everyone the ability to come back to realize, whoa, and then God really fulfills his own desire, not from the narcissistic ego perspective, but from the truth of like, apart from me, you can do nothing. What is evil? E-V-I-L. Reverse those letters, L-I-V-E. We are either choosing life to live or evil to die. And God is life. So apart, that's why the AI world is evil because it claims, even though it cannot exist without man's conscious mind, 
but it claims to be a self-sustaining life form apart from life. But it's a delusional lie because what I said, I was with some buddies the other day and I said, truly, it doesn't matter how metaverse the world gets and how AI the world gets and how advanced the world gets. You know who the true kings of the earth are? The plumbers, the electricians, <laughs> carpenters, the roofers. If the plumbers, carpenters, electricians, and roofers said, I don't work. I don't work unless you give me all your Bitcoin. What, what are the tech meta people get? That's not the truth of our existence. So what I'm showing is the truth is the people that know how to live on this earth and sustain life are the Kings. Mm. those and i don't mean that from gender i mean you're a king i'm a king we're all yeah, i mean i don't take it per i won't give you a friend it's a position ship it's a position ship right yeah and god forbid those kings build armies of kings and say we're coming and taking everything from you i'm taking everything i'm, I'm shutting your power off to the city I'm shutting your water off. I'm shutting the food supply off. I'm shutting everything off unless you give me X, Y, and Z. What is the tech evolved liberal metaverse person going to do? Nothing. They are weak. And yet, this is why I want to make this really beautiful point. And yet, why don't those people do that? Because they could. They could shut the world down in a second. Why don't they do that? Because in the very base nature of this earth, which those kings work in, everything is built in love. They love, they are servants. Plumbers are servants. Electricians are servants. Roofers are servants. Carpenters are servants. And the Bible says, if you want to be, a, if you want to be great in the kingdom of God, Learn to be a servant of all, which is a complete dichotomy to the new age spiritual world. It says, I am the end of all being. No, we are a vessel to the glory of all that is. Yeah, that's so beautiful. That's so beautiful. And now that you are actually bringing the word servant. When I was a kid, I didn't know anything. Well, I knew that my whole purpose in life was to help people. Mm. That, not me, that we are humans here to help. We are here to help. That's what we're here. Like, if we are, if you cannot exist without giving things to others. Right? Yes. And, and this is what the Bible teaches. So it's such a huge truth. And now we have all these, um, again, new age, all this community that, yeah, it's kind of like, it's like a selfish servant because they don't really serve unless there's something in return. Mm -hmm. And you feel that energy. And, um, and then again, something that I have been listening a lot to Christians, now Christians that have left the new age, uh, they talk about and they put consciousness like to the fact that how selfish it is the concept that we are God in nature. So it's like all self-centered to mm -hmm. be the best you can be, to be the 
right? And through this self-centered thing, we forget that we're here to serve, yes. which is not, you know, that, but there is a limit, right? Like you, you cannot serve to others if you have not served to yourself first. That's right. You can't like you need to you put your have. mask first. That's it. That's it. Your so, oxygen that's, first. So yes. what is the line there? Yes. Because I think that people in the, some people in them take it too personal that me personal, oh, I'm such a good person. I give to others and then I'm, mm-hmm. I'm starving. Like I used to be like that. Mm-hmm. And in the, in the spiritual community, they take the, yeah, me, my first, first so serious that is selfish mm. so what is the f- bottom line or also last question for you like what is happening right now in uh, covid or these things no because you need to get vaccinated to help people right. and to to be a good person because and they are using the you are not a good person if you don't get vaccinated because you don't think of the other and you don't wear a mask if you don't think of... And I'm like, that's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm so, yeah. like, that's bullshit. I started with because, again, you get vaccinated, you get the virus, you can replicate it and you can spread it, yeah. period. Yeah. And I, I just don't want to get into that, but using yeah. that, um, yeah, I don't know. What is the line? Well, okay, so what true Christianity teaches what biblical truth. And I didn't mean, even you could say it from the, the Tanakh, the, the Hebrew Bible, even separate from, um, the new Testament teaches to embody it, not to obey it. So Jesus says, I and my father are one. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit for without me, you can do nothing. What this is saying, this is the law of one. The true law of one is that when we go back to the father, Jesus says, I am my father one. So right there, the father is who Jesus is in. So Jesus said, I am my father are one. He that abideth in me, where in the father, Uh, I am a father of one. He that abides in me and I in him. So that's the, what you're talking about. The quantum physics is, it is in when we consciously understand that we walk in the love of God and the love of God walks in us. When we, it's not so much, do I trust God? Can God trust me? Do I love God? Can God love me? Can I talk to God? Can God talk to me? Am I in that? place of me saying, God, here am I take me, do with me, whatever you want. I am 100% your vessel. That is when we are in him. And without that place, we can really do nothing. So it is about embodying Jesus, not serving Jesus. And this is really important. Little words make a big difference. So the, the Jehovah witness Bible says in John one, one in the beginning was the word, the word was with God. The word was a God and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld in John one uh, 14 says, and we beheld the glory of the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. But the Bible, all Bible, all mainstream Christian Bible say in the beginning was the word, the word was with God. The word was God. And all things were made by him. 
and we beheld the glory of, and the word became flesh and dwelt among. So the, the Jehovah witness Bible puts the word a, a God instead of God was God. The word was God or the word was a God. This is a huge distinction between dropping the deity of Jesus. Now that's a huge doctrinal change. But here's another doctrinal change. The King James Bible is the only Bible that says this. Every other Bible uses the word through instead of by. John 14, 6, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father except by me. By? Every other Bible version says, I am the way, the truth, and life. No man comes to the Father except through me. And what do you think does the difference? What's the difference? Ah, great. When I am standing by him, I have decided, I know the model, I know the example, and I myself am presenting myself to the Father, just like Jesus presents himself to the Father, saying, here am I, just like the thief on the cross, like arms spread wide open saying, Lord, remember me this day when you enter into the kingdom. And he says, surely thou shalt be today with me in paradise. Like I am standing with the thought in the father, Jesus, the model, because you can't go in a door by going by a door. It's not the same thing. It's to stand side by side. That's why Jesus says, I don't call you servants. I call you friends. Wow. You're just blowing my mind. Okay. This is the thing. Okay, repeat again which Bible is that and why do you think that word was changed? Uh, they changed it. Rome changed it in 1881. I can give a dissertation on all the Bible versions that exist today. Because the, the movie, The Shark, The Shark, no, the, the La Gabaña, The Shank, The Shank. I don't know. There's a movie that a guy loses her daughter. And oh, he, yeah, The Shack. Yep. The, the Shack. Yep. For some reason, Christian says that that is also deception. But you should not watch the chance if you're a Christian. Yeah, God's a woman in that. Oh, black woman, by the way. Oh, yeah, exactly. I watch it and I'm like, this is so beautiful. I don't understand why Christian said that. Mm -hmm. And I think that the main concept, besides that, I don't know if it's a problem because God makes like a black woman and that's what pisses them off. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, the main concept concept is that Jesus presents as a friend. Yes, that's so it. So makes sense the by thing that you are saying, like yes. the word by yes. makes sense there. Yes, and guess what? All accountability then lies with me. All responsibility then lies with me. For me to go to God and say, God, this is me. This is what I have chosen. This is what I've said. Not, I was made this way. I grew up. Whore. I, I was I was abused in every category. If I kept going like, well, this is just the way I am, or this is just the way I am. And this, this, is, this is a victim mindset that stays never as a conqueror, never as a king, never as someone that walks in victory. If you want victory, victory in Jesus, my savior forever. He saw me and he bought me with his redeeming blood. Like these old hymns, you want victory? Take accountability for every single thing that we act, feel, see, hear, experience, childhood to now, and say, God, I get here am I. That's so beautiful. So the King James Bible came out in 1611. And look what happened in the world. It this is flourished. Okay. It flourished. Let me write this. Truth, consciousness, 
science, the enlightenment, everything starts flourishing in the world with this one Bible who the Catholic church hated so much that Guy Fawkes, the Jesuit, tried to blow up parliament with the gunpowder plot of 16, uh, November 5th of 1607, I think like that. He tried to kill because King James announced, I'm giving the Bible to every single person on the planet. You're not going to shock. Yeah. King James, he was the first Protestant King of the United Kingdom. Um, he announced that he was going to give the Bible to everyone because before that only the priests had access to the Bible. So you had to go and they would say, well, this is what it says. And we subjugated our authority, our power, our responsibility to some joker. Yeah. And think of the Intel of the confessional box. You want to rule a a city, a town, you want to blackmail every single person in your town. You want to, you want to control a town. You have a, you have a Intel apparatus called the confessional box and now you know everything about everyone and you can control everything and everyone this is how the deep state still works today they blackmail them and then they have them as as slaves the rest of their life yeah because if they actually go out you're like oh you want this is gonna go public yeah exactly right so rome hated king james bible coming out so it came out and it was never called the king james bible it's called the authorized version but they, after he died, they mocked him and called it the King James Bible to try to disparage him. Kind of like what they do with Trump. They, they demonize people that are trying to stand for truth and love and beauty and goodness for humanity. Um, anyway, so 1611, 1711, 1811. By 1811, slavery was abolished in the United Kingdom. The United States had won its independence, the first constitution to ever be written in the world, declaring that every single person is equal under the law, that law is blind and justice is blind. And every person, whether you come from the the blue blood lineages or you are a pauper, are all equal under the law, which is biblical. The, The Constitution of the United States of America, the Declaration of Independence, is such a magical, beautiful inspired by God himself document that it changed the entire world. So we have 1811. Then the deep state comes Rome. (laughs) This is what's so interesting. The first world leader to recognize the Confederate South in the civil war was Pope Pius the 16th Rome and the, the, the conspirators that shot and killed Abraham Lincoln were all Jesuit. So the Catholic church is always and Catholic Church is just a front to Rome. We are still under the kingdom of Rome. Rome rules the world. This is the Roman era still. Um, it says it's a church, but it's not a church. It's a power structure. They just got wise because they couldn't protect their borders through military power. So they let go of the borders and changed into a philosophical power. And then they could spread through everywhere. And I say this many times on the podcast. The old Roman emissaries, and this is where you get the view of religion and Christianity, and and this is very important. The old Roman emissaries would come to a new land. They would go to Spain. Spain was already conquered long ago, but let's just say like they came to Spain and they said, the emissaries, they said, we're coming. Submit or die. That's your option. Submit or die. We're coming. What What happened to the Native Americans? Uh, exactly. Or like, or exactly. South America, like Spain invading Southern, Southern America. And exactly invading- right. The conquistadors were the, were the military arm of the Roman church. And they came to a new land and said, we're coming, submit or die. But once Rome lost its 
political borders and it couldn't militarily keep the power structure going, they let go of the military borders and they went and they changed the emissaries of Rome to missionaries of the Catholic church. But what's the missionaries say? What's, what is your view of Christianity? Accept us or die or go to hell. It's the yeah, same. I mean, was, this the person told me, like, if you don't take Jesus, you're going to hell. I'm like, that's, ah. yeah, that's the same narrative. So that's this, what I don't like about Christianity is like, I feel <laughs> like it's very, um, nasty. Kind of like, or what I'm saying is truth. And if you don't, everything is like, so, okay, what happens with other humans? Yeah. I don't believe me for having the lack of being born in a Christian world. I am better than a human that was born in Muslim, in a Muslim yes. religion. Yes. No. Or a Peruvian, no. Peruvian shaman town that will never see or even hear English probably, you know, like exactly. So exactly. What's, what's the answer to this? Because like really only the way through Jesus Mm. what happened with the muslim they are beautiful humans as well you know they're beautiful humans in yes. all religions all in them. all societies are you really telling i just don't understand that um i have a beautiful answer for that let me finish real quick the the bible thing and then i want to answer that okay. uh, so then 1861 we have the american civil war 1865 it's done they kill abraham lincoln then the deep state starts taking control in 1871, we declare bankruptcy. We take central bank money. Um, and then the devolution of from the 1880s onward, the progressive era starts in the 1880s. And the deep state, Rome, finally took control of the United States. And thus, the rest of the world was already captured, but they now had their foot in the United States. So from 1611, the Bible comes out and the world flourishes humanity changes like the world is changing in beauty and goodness and truth and the other world governments are starting to base their constitutions off the united states constitution and yeah, this is the renaissance yeah this is the renaissance this is the beauty of what's happening the enlightenment and all these things then the american civil war and then the deep state takes control and then in 1881 so you have 1611 it comes out 1711 1811 Almost to 1911. Almost, well, it came out. I don't know. It just when it came out, but I'm saying almost 400 or 300 years in 1881, the revised version came out and it was all this new Bible done in secrecy um, by a whole bunch of Jesuits and Roman people. <laughs> and I mean. every Bible since 1881 matches the revised version doesn't matter if it's the new King James, doesn't matter if it's the ESV, uh, the CSV, or any Bible that exists, the new NIV, the NASB, the blah, blah, blah. Oh, there's a gazillion Bible versions now. They all say the same thing as 1881. And Christians don't like the King James Bible because they say it's too hard. And that's what I meant when I said earlier, it was written in a fifth grade reading level. So we are not evolved. We have devolved. Let's have enough humility to go back to the old ways. Um, but they changed the word by to the word through. So I share all this is that that's when it started the progressive era and this egocentric narcissistic. And then all the world wars happen. World war one world. These people are evil and they're evil in religion. They're evil in government. They're evil in pharmaceuticals They're evil in medicine. They're evil in education. They are evil and E V I L 
leads to death. L-I-V-E leads to life. And this is what they've, they've been killing us in the name of virtue. Oh, and technology so, advancement. Oh, yeah. Oh, you can be in the metaverse and you can and actually. Of the same. Oh, my gosh, it's so crazy. Um, so that's when it changed. Um, and that's when religion changed. But to get back to your uh, what were you just saying? You were talking about um I mean, let's let's make a, a stop here because I okay. think that you just have said, and honestly, I think that this can conversation we can have it in the other one. Okay, okay, that sounds good. Okay, well, then everyone, you're going to have to go over to Dr. Amanda's podcast and listen to the follow-up on this conversation. Follow-up. Mister, thank you. I bless you. I love you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. You have a beautiful rest of your day. Dear sister, thank you so much for coming on. Um, everyone, if you want to follow Dr. Amanda, I will put her information in the show notes. And um, thank you for listening. Please like, rate, subscribe, share. Um, let's spread the word. It is time to rise and love and light. And it is time to um, not hide anymore your light. Be the light wherever you are and watch the world around you unfold in such beauty and majesty. It's time. We're here. No more playing small. No more second guessing. It's time. So I bless you all. I love you all. Thank you so much. I, I just appreciate, I get so many kind, I got, I've been getting a lot of kind messages lately and um, I just want you to know it matters. Um, not Cause I have insecurity of like, Whoa, no one's saying anything. It's just, I'm in, I'm here. You know? <laughs> I'm just being myself and sharing from my heart. And it just, it is, it's a blessing. It's really nice to hear. And I receive all the beautiful messages. So thank you all. I bless you all. I love you all. I'm Lucas Mack. This is the golden rule revolution where inspiration and purpose come from treating people like people and nothing less. I'll talk to you on the next episode. Thank you brothers and sisters for listening for support in your journey. Go to my website, lucasmack.com. <laughs>